Hey everyone, welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. Very excited today to have on Mike Doherty, the CEO and co-founder of The Easy Company. And they've created something that's you know pretty exciting, and I'll let him describe that a little bit. But for the audience members here who don't know a little bit about you, Mike, uh, can you just give us a little bit of background about yourself and maybe some of the co-founders too? You guys have extensive you know history with tech companies here in the Bay and you know looking to do something pretty disruptive in the web3 space so tell us about your background and kind of what inspired you to transition to web3 you know coming from big name companies you know that it's a very interesting move hey joe first of all thank you for having us on really excited about this um yeah our team we do have a lot of experience in consumer products so think of it as building um on raw technology something that's human, something that people want to use at scale. For example, my co-founder, Kevin Swint, was the SVB and general manager who launched Disney Plus, you know, to hundreds of millions of people, um, you know, consumer grade design, uh, amazing experience. Gary Clayton, my other co-founder, has a long experience working with, again, raw technologies like speech recognition, robotics that have potential but need that layer of usability, that design layer to make us all really kind of um, take advantage of it and, and be human. And so uh, in my background, I had a startup that I launched in the music space, sold it to, after 10 years, sold it to iHeartMedia oh, and uh, was really excited about combining social with, with various different types of media types, in this case, audio um, at iHeart. But, um, we got together, we were really excited about Web3, um, the potential of it, sort of where it's going, the mm-hmm. idea that tokens can be this new form of primitive and how we build applications, how users interact with them. And it could unlock use cases that just aren't possible today with the current Web2 internet, let's call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that just got us really excited. Um, and as we looked into it and started to learn by doing, actually, we originally were thinking about launching an NFT project okay. uh, that was music oriented because of our backgrounds, because Gary has a long history in music as well. He, Gary had worked with Talking Heads, Sex Pistols, mm-hmm. all these like really cool bands. And we were like, hey, maybe we should do something with right. music NFTs. But as we started that project, we dug in, learned by doing, and we learned that wow, the tech stack is super raw, it's super early. Mm-hmm. And there's a big opportunity for entrepreneurs to help innovate and build that tech stack so mainstream can come to Web3. And so we took our backgrounds around consumer and focused on the top part of the layer, top top part of the stack, mm-hmm. which is, let's call it the consumer experience or the product experience. And that kind of led to easy. And I can talk more about what easy is, but that's sort of the genesis of how we got going. Yeah, definitely exciting to hear that, you know, you brought your skill sets and experience over here because we definitely need it. The user experience is definitely sub- a cumbersome right now. And we need, you know, a, a kind of innovation in the space to bring what you guys have done to Web2 over to Web3, definitely. So do, do tell us about Easy uh, before we dive into some maybe deep questions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Easy at the high level, we are a mobile social Web3 app that, that's built on a very robust wallet. And we're mm. launched on iOS and Android. So it's a mobile wallet with a social experience or a social design around it. We called it a social wallet. I think you should think of it more as a social app. 
mm. social app that allows you and your friends to find out what's going on in Web3 right now. We thought that would be a cool, because Web3 is so community oriented. It's so mm -hmm. social already. How could we kind of create a more direct experience for people around NFTs and communities, et cetera, that are happening on Web3? So, um, but Easy is that sort of app that you can use as a home base for Web3. And then also it's a very powerful wallet because you need a wallet as you navigate through steps in Web3 to engage with apps, to manage your NFTs, to manage your identity. Who am I mm -hmm. in Web3? What am I presenting to the community about myself? And we felt all those things kind of needed to be reinvented because if you just look at wallets themselves, the current crop of wallets that we all use when we first tried Web3 were really tools that were built by devs for devs mm -hmm. and not consumer products that are built for mainstream users. And, you know, they're sort of the UX is a little hard to use, complex, um, a little wonky, let's say. Mm -hmm. And that leads to sort of anxiety. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the first time I, I sent somebody and uh, I had to send some Ethereum to somebody and it was just like an anxiety experience of trying to double check your, <laughs> you know, address right. you're like oh my sending did it go oh, through <laughs> yeah did it go through the whole thing and i'm like why don't they have notifications just to tell mm -hmm. me it went through or why am i sending it to an address i want to send it to joe mm -hmm. you know like venmo yes. and i want to you know confirm it's joe of course but like i want to send it to joe so um i'm jumping ahead a little bit we built easy with things like that in mind how do i send crypto to joe that feels like i'm doing it with venmo definitely mm -hmm. Definitely, that's something that I every day I struggle with just sending not only cryptocurrency, but high value NFTs. Um, and also yeah. there's NFTs now that I will be utilizing that I would like to put in a trusted wallet. Uh, and to your point, MetaMask has a wallet, but it's not very user friendly at all. And I'm seeing more uh, activations from NFTs and collections and projects. I have a restaurant NFT that I'm going to use in Las Vegas. And I need to oh, send cool. it. I need to send it somewhere because they actually need to verify it. But you know, like many people, I have multiple wallets. It gets you know, it's not very organized. I have like six, seven hard wallets and <laughs> probably like five um, hot wallets, like browsers. So it's a very interesting space, and, and you guys are looking to help solve that. Um, what, what's some of the focuses uh, right now? What's some of the biggest hurdles or, or problems that people are facing? Yeah, I think um, your experience or what you just described actually as an advanced user um, is still something that needs to be solved. That's, that's, that is what we're trying to solve with Easy. I'll talk about that very specifically now about how. But when you kind of back up and say the first weekend you tried Web3, mm. how much harder that was. I mean, like <laughs> you actually learned how to use this stuff now and it's still complex. Right. Your first weekend is a mess. I mean, like, you start to think like, oh, I definitely want to get involved. I want to buy my .eth. I want to buy my ENS. I want to try some NFT out. I want to learn what this is all about. And you dive in and you're like, are you kidding me? This is crazy mm -hmm. what they're asking me to do, Whatever, whether it's KYC, uh, onboarding crypto, which by the way, we haven't fully solved that at Easy. But this wallet system you're talking about, like I have several wallets I, I might develop over time for different purposes. How do I manage that better? Why am I being treated like an address versus a person or an, a user? I'm being treated as an address. And so these kinds of like fundamental design decisions about how the industry evolved 
we wanted to take a step back and reset and say, okay, how would you build this from scratch? If you were thinking about a product for users in 2023, mm-hmm. consumers who basically are used to certain standards around design. And so as one example, there's three things that we really focused on. One is identity. The second is discovery. And the third is safety. And when you look at identity, we thought it was weird that your identity was fragmented across all these wallets. Like you just described, Yeah. you know, think of the management of it as a wallet, but also just who you are is pieced apart where you might have your restaurant NFT over here. You might have some NFTs that you've collected in ledger over here Mm -hmm. and they don't connect very well. And so it doesn't represent who you are maybe to an app or something that you're trying to, you know, aggregate that with. So we created a wallet system. So that was, it took some work. In fact, the easy product was under development for a year. And one of the things we built is a way that you can create hot wallets in the app. You can connect read only safely your ledger wallet into the same profile and do as many as you want there across blockchains, Ethereum. We launched with Ethereum and Polygon. Sui's coming next. We'll talk about that later, but, um, the point is, is that it all aggregates into your profile. So now Mike, my profile, I have like nine wallets that feed into that identity, okay. you know, and it's all there. And some of it's being kept very safe because I leave it on ledger. I leave it in a sort of cold wallet. Um, but it, but the assets are shown in my profile so mm-hmm. I can be safe and yet I can expose it, you know, at least from a perspective of social. And, um, that's something we built. It allows for a, a whole identity. My, it allows for me to be a, uh, it, I could be anonymous by the way, so it doesn't have to be like That's great. doxed, you know, but it, it's, but at least the profile that I choose to make my identity around can be robust. And it's beautiful too, by the way, we, we thought it was important to highlight um, the stuff that you care about in a way that really takes, um, that respects it. And some of the NFTs people really connect with from an identity perspective, because like a board API club or a crypto punk, if you've got one of those, like that's part of your identity. And so we wanted to really be respectful and present that in a beautiful way. And so you'll see on easy when you set up your profile and you check out other people's profile, you can really make yourself look cool with all this great stuff that you have. Yeah, definitely ha- having a showcase for myself. It's really hard. I need to log into like, like you just said, all these different profiles to even see what I have. There's really no good yeah. management platform, let alone one that showcases it in a nice visual way, what I have. I really don't know what I have. Throughout the years of NFT <laughs> collecting, it's been three years now. I've amassed a lot of NFTs and, you know, to have it just showcased, you know, in a simple way, that's something that I would like to do. I think a lot of people would like to do in the future as they curate, you know, um, their taste in art or, you know, specific, you know, investments even. Um, so that's very interesting to hear. And I don't think anyone's cracked that yet, which is really, you know, showcasing yeah. uh, uh, the NFTs, um, at least in a good way. So that's that's good to hear that there's only read-only access because I come from the, uh, a safety background. I worked in the domain name industry for about 11 years. So I handled, you know, um, digital assets for uh, Fortune 500 companies and safety is like the primary concern. So I think we're skipping ahead yeah. here. Uh, so tell us about Discovery. Well, yeah, so uh, and we'll come back to safety because honestly, the complexity of using the existing tools, the existing wallets was so high that not only was it annoying and complex, but it created attack vectors 
that mm -hmm. you can either make errors yourself and lose money and lose crypto and make a mistake, or you can get fished or spoofed or whatever. And unfortunately, anybody who's in Web3 has had that happen to them if they've been active at all. And I don't, I, you know, I will say personally, you don't have to share any of your experiences, but for me, you know, you're, you're doing your thing. You're being very careful. You're using good wallet hygiene. You're trying to be careful. And then one day something's coming in. You think it's a new drop from a collection you're involved with. You've been expecting it maybe or wanting it to happen. And you're like, I better get in there quickly because FOMO mm -hmm. of course, and you know, the, allow list is going to mean that you're not going to be able to participate if you're not if you don't act quickly and that 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 mental model really has caused a lot of fraud and like scams and i've got i've personally made mistakes there myself so that's one type of scam which is you jump in on something it turns out to be a fraud another one is um you know you you, you sort of engage with something you think is safe turns out it's a smart contract hack and it takes something from your wallet that you know, you didn't want to happen. And so um, we'll, we'll come back to discovery, but just to skip to safety, since I've just been talking about that, we said sure. a wallet, the wallet should have a role here. The wallet should not be hands off. I felt that MetaMask and other things were too hands off. They were not being active enough to protect us. So mm -hmm. on easy, when you approve a transaction, there's a different approval sheet, that sh the approval page that pops up. And on that, it has something called signal. And it's our mm -hmm. data that we present back to the user acting kind of like a speed bump when you need it. It slows you down mm -hmm. and says, are you sure you want to engage with this? And so that signal is built upon crowdsourced data like Waze that we get from all the easy oh, users. Nice. And if they run into a problem with a certain entity or a smart contract or a, um, a DAP, and it's it's uh, fraudulent they'll flag it as being you know like a unhappy face so that when you mm -hmm. when you try to sign into it you'll look at the signal and say hey wait a minute this doesn't look right i thought i was engaging with OpenSea. Right. oh no i'm engaging with the spoofed version i got to be careful so we just wanted to slow you down in that fomo moment enough so that you could make an assessment with that data and not make a mistake so that signal that launched with our with with Easy at launch uh, in January when we went live. That is something that would be very helpful to you know just yeah to your point MetaMask they have not been very uh, uh, on pro you know, security I would say or you know warning consumers of what they're approving which you think they were trying to do so it's good to see you know a steward of sort trying to do that for you know the, your users a lot of people uh, got scammed exactly the way that, that you just mentioned, not knowing what they're approving and to have just something in, in layman's terms, right? <laughs> We're not getting that. We're just getting approve all these zeros, all these numbers, all these letters, and there's no right. you know, uh, layman's terms or even you know, in, like data, like, like you're saying, you're getting real-time data. It seems like from the communities to see if it's like a spoof site or you know if something really happened out there in real time, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, we're, and there's more to come there. So we think that that moment of approval is a really important one. And so right now we have the crowdsource data. We also have blockchain data and we have social proof data. So uh, those three things and, and the, um, like the blockchain data is if you're thinking you're going to sign a transaction with OpenSea and there's five transactions on it, 
historically. You're like, dude, this is the wrong OpenSea. I'm definitely on the wrong one because there's, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of transactions on OpenSea. So we thought, use the blockchain for what it's great at. Give us the data in real time from the blockchain about what we're engaging with before we assign a transaction. Give us social proof in the form of, well, let's just use an example of sending money to another person. The profiles, you can add your Twitter account and you can add your Discord account to your profile. And why would you do that? Well, because it verifies you. So if you have a verified Twitter attached to Joe, mm -hmm. um, if I'm going to send you money, I look at your NFTs, I look at your profile, I'm like, yeah, this is probably the right Joe. He's got the NFTs I know he has. So that's verification. Oh, there's his um, Twitter. Check that. Oh, it's definitely Joe. Because that has to be verified in order for you to attach. We don't just let you attach anything. You have to approve it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so now I'm feeling way, way more comfortable sending you crypto. And even before I do that, I, I tee up the transaction, a couple of clicks, going to send you some crypto. The signal uh, that I mentioned pops up. And if for some reason the last step is that there's something I should be aware of there, like a frowny face or something about you, I can at least pause one more time. But most likely it's you, which means it's a positive face, smiley face, and I'm just going to con mm -hmm. continue. So we built these sort of layered approaches to keep you safe. And we're just, we're just starting, so we're learning a lot about how the users are using this. But our belief, as I mentioned, is that the wallet plays a role and it needs to do a lot more. And mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're signing up for that. Well, that's good to hear because there's uh, not much regulation yet. And I think a lot of people don't want that actually in, in the world of yep. Web3. But there has to be, you know, some sort of, you know, integration of that of standards of sorts. So um, uh, you're well ahead of the game. And thankfully, you guys are stewarding this because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of issues out there. And this is the first time I'm hearing that they're having real um, time blockchain data pulling in to warn users like, hey, you know, this is definitely a fraudulent um you know, contract. I've heard of, you know, spoof. Oh, we you know we check for spoof sites, but on the blockchain layer, that's something that's new that I've heard. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Well, I don't think, uh, I mean, well, maybe some listeners love to hear about safety all day long. <laughs> I know I do because I come from <laughs> right. the domain name space world. Um, yeah. Tell us about the discovery aspect. I know um, that's something that you mentioned. Yeah. So discovering a social product, you know, discovery is a part of your social experience. You are your feed, which is our homepage is a feed. It's a web three feed of real time blockchain actions. So we've essentially taken data from the blockchain again, things like uh, minting, I've listed something, I've um, I'm joined a community. Well, I'll talk about that in a second. What does joining a community mean? But all these fun mm -hmm. events that are happening in real time on web three, we thought there should be a place where I'm sitting on my couch in the morning and I can look to see what's happening on web three right now. I can just learn mm -hmm. about it. And we didn't really have that when we all started Web3. We had to go to different places like Discords and Twitters in order to figure it out. And so we kind of created the feed, our discovery experience for that reason. So all the people, all the profiles that we talked about earlier, the identity, they get aggregated together. You can watch people and, and be watched just like you know, following people on Twitter. And that's one mm -hmm. form of feed that you can use. It's called the watched feed. It's sort of like your friends. You can check out what they're doing mm -hmm. and see if there's anything that's interesting to you. There's another form of feed called a for you feed. That's algorithmic based. That's where we're using um, a form of ML 
for you know giving you what we think is interesting based on what's happening of your interests okay so there's a for you feed there's a kind of you and your friends feed called watched and then there's a community feed where if you choose certain communities you can see just what's happening in those communities um, all these different forms of feeds give us the ability to start to browse again what are my friends doing what are my communities doing on web3 and give us a little either alpha in the case of someone who's kind of financially driven yes. like why is everybody jumping into pepe token right now or whatever um so it gives you that kind of real-time access to actual blockchain data so it's not just someone pumping their bags on twitter where you're not sure if they're actually doing it or not it's all validated mm -hmm. and it's in the feed so you know it's real people can comment on that so they can give each other information on that post these are all cards. So we developed like 50 card types that show up in the feed that are designed to pull this blockchain data into something that's cool and well-designed. So that's mm -hmm. the start. That's our feed. It's a discovery experience for people to learn from their friends and from the community as to what's happening on Web3. That is something very new, innovative, and something I never heard of because with traditional social media, you get, you know, just a traditional feed of whatever they want to curate, but like it or not, let's say I do, I don't have to be docs, right? I could be anonymous. Uh, we yeah. can see what our peers are doing on with their collections, with the, with the blockchain. And so that's very interesting having a, you know, social media platform that kind of integrates that data point. Uh, and I've seen some of the cards. So that that was interesting to see in terms of, you know, oh, wow, I did not expect to see, you know, this type of movement. So it could be considered alpha, right? And for those who, who are incentivized, you know, to make money with it. Uh, but I could, I could see some definitely uh, more creative things, you know, coming about, you know, exactly. from that feed itself. So, you yeah, it. yeah. So what's, yeah. So, yeah, this is all new to me, but I'm, I'm with, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. And <laughs> I, starting to I like where it's, it's, it's headed. A social, I, social product, this idea of, Right. I, I might just use this in the morning on my couch, you know, like something that's mobile, something that's easy to use and that has a roadmap. So like for us, it's like, okay, the feed's pretty good mm -hmm. now, but what else can we do with it? Like yesterday or the day before I did see all these people jumping into, I think it was the Pepe token. I'm like, what's going on there? <laughs> Our feed's pretty good. It yeah. showed it, but there wasn't enough comments on it for me to really figure out like why. So I got the real time data. I got the real time alpha, but I didn't get the insight yet. So we want to start to figure out how to add insight somehow into the feed so you can kind of get a little bit more color around, you know, why the floor move or, you know, what's, what's about this mint that's interesting. You know, like there's a new mint of a piece of art. Why is it relevant? Why is it interesting? So a little bit of color. And so we're working mm -hmm. on that, some, you know, stuff that we have some ideas around how to do that. Um, and then I just think communities are such a strong part of Web3. So you're going to see more around finding your tribe and just really anchoring on that. Um, we're using tokens as the way to scale that. So we're like, we're all kind of orbiting around a token as sort of our community, you know, uh, around that. So like mm -hmm. Moonbird or whatever. Um, but um, you'll see us lean into that more. Like even frankly, brands are getting into the space. You know, you, you look at Starbucks, mm -hmm. that, you know, their loyalty, their NFT is sort of community. It's like you can see other people who are using Starbucks. And so we think this scales out beyond NFTs, like PFPs and art to other, like restaurants. You mentioned restaurants. So like a great example of 
a use case where like you could probably see in our feed other people with the same restaurant nft they've gone to the restaurant what is that useful for i don't know like i i heard about um a guy who was building a platform for houses where mm. you could and he's actually talking to the SEC to get registered, where you could sell a fractional ownership in your house. And the NFT would yeah. be your your record of it. So think about that. You have like in our feed, all of a sudden, the people who own this house orbiting around the house, <laughs> kind of kind of wild. I mean, it's, uh, you know, again, we're, we're experimenting a little bit on how Web3 is evolving. And this is what's exciting about Web3. It's like, we're all kind of inventing as we go with how the community interacts with these new things called tokens and nfts yeah it's going to be an interesting world um our children grow up in <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely the current my current kind of news aggregator is not a great aggregator it's discord which i have to click into each community to find an update and then the same thing goes for twitter even they create a subgroup within twitter you kind of have to like you know click on each of those so I can see how a user would kind of curate their own news aggregation based off the community with easy, sounds easy, <laughs> um, and have that kind of, and with different insights and inputs, which is even more dynamic. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to see you guys blow that up and, and, and really scale that to something that's very useful for, you know, not only for users, but uh, for, for yourselves. Um, that's, um, that's a takeaway that I, I've gotten here because uh, I, I, I'm cumbersomely going through, you know, on a daily basis. And that's because that's my nine to five. I don't think everyone does this, <laughs> um, going through each of the, each of the communities that they're in. So I'm in a lot, right? I'm in, <laughs> oh, wow. I, and I'm trying to kind of get away from what uh, is just noise and what's important to me. And that's, you know, um, just a few, you know, NFT communities now. Yeah, I, I, I kind of vibe with that too a little bit. I started broadly and I tried to experiment and learn about a lot of communities. And I find that, and by the way, well, this is something we're also looking at with easy, can we make this easier? But you know, like sometimes when you're in a lot of communities, you can't even keep track of everything you're, you're no. trying to, you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, I missed that airdrop because I don't even know about it. So, or I, I wasn't, mm -hmm in that discord at the right time to manage that. So it becomes like a chore. So I think another thing that we can do, there's some other technologies out there that we might be able to partner with to really kind of help people. Again, if they open up their app in the morning, they can kind of see, okay, oh, I have an opportunity for this type of airdrop. I should, you know, focus on that. But yeah, like it's hard to keep track of all these communities. You know, there's just so much going on. <laughs> Yeah, to, to that point, I don't think the, the average person today is, you know, dived into all those communities and collecting and, and speculation. Yeah. Uh, what is Easy's focus? And that could well change tomorrow. Is it, you know, the current NFT audience? Are you looking to onboard new users from Web2 being that you have experience from Web2 space? Uh, how do you, how do you, what's your angle on it currently? Yeah, we, we, we built Easy from the beginning with the idea that mainstream is coming and in order for mainstream to get here, we need to make it way easier. That's the name. Um, <laughs> right. So we're definitely focused on expanding the community, expanding the market. And more importantly, maybe in some, some situations reaching users who don't even know they're using a blockchain because the use case is just straightforward as an example, yeah. tickets might be new types of ticket systems mm -hmm. where you don't have to know you're using the blockchain. It's just, it works that way. Um, mm -hmm. 
So we're really excited about that. Another category that's starting to happen, you're going to see more and more of this at the end of this year. Actually, starting now, though it's already happening, is gaming. Gaming's pulling in a bigger mm. and bigger mainstream universe into Web3. And the games are, in some cases, embedding wallets in the game. And the in-game items that normally you either would unlock or win or to improve your character or your avatar or whatever it is, um, are now NFTs. And in some cases are tradable on an external marketplace so that you could, if you got something rare that you unlock in a card game, you could sell it. Just actually, you know, by the way, that's very um, common in games like your Magic the Gathering Pokemon card games. If you, if you find something really great and it's not working for your current deck, you can sell it on eBay or sell it on Amazon Marketplace to somebody else. Mm -hmm. and so these these games are kind of building that way where the NFT can then be uh, used to sell or you can buy one if you want to add an asset or an item that really completes your character or completes your deck or whatever that game is. So that is changing. That That's, that's transforming. And Web3 is part of that. The technology of NFTs is part of that. And we're seeing, um, I think there's like, the, even just on our roadmap of people we're talking to, there's, you know, 20 or 30 games coming in the next six months that are really interesting. They span all sorts of types of games, everything from shooters to car games to casual, you know, games that are like farming and junk like that. But like, just fun, fun things. And we'll see how that brings in more mainstream users as well from the gaming mm. community. That's very interesting. Yeah, we definitely heard that from afar that, hey, gaming's coming, but it sounds like they're actually, you know, at the forefront of developing these games, kind of implementing the Web3 thought uh, prior to building the full product stack. So yeah, uh, that's good to hear that it's coming because, you know, Art Renaissance kind of led the first wave. Now we're seeing gaming uh, and we're seeing small brands like Starbucks come through. So I'm won I wonder what's next that's going to bring on the mass. It seems like it's just coming in small waves, uh, yeah. gaming being a bigger wave and, and, yeah, that'd be interesting to see how easy adoption works with, with gaming. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Um, we kind of look at ourselves in that situation. Remember the old Facebook and Zynga combo where like you would be on oh, Facebook yeah, and yeah. you know, you'd see your friends playing Mob Wars or something and be like, hey, I got to try that out. Mm -hmm. What's this Farmville thing? We kind of view the early version of Web3 games as like it needs a feed that can be used as a, like, what are my friends playing? And so... We're going to develop some cards in our feed that take data from the game and show up in the feed. And so that way you can kind of learn about what's cool and what's happening and new stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. I definitely remember those Zenga days and uh, I see the big Zenga building all the time in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> I still have friends that play Zenga today, even, you know, in the Web3 landscape, they're still playing Words of Friends. <laughs> Far nice. below, to your point, they're still playing that today. It's been years. <laughs> so some of these games, you know, hit early and they stay, they have a long impact. Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's going to be some breakout games. It'll be interesting to see which ones we all start to really play, you know, like that, like something that's sort of like Words mm -hmm. with Friends that just takes off, but it's Web3. That'll be fun. Right. Yeah, definitely. That would definitely bring a lot of interest, you know, into the space. So um, thank you for enlightening us there. It seems like we could go on forever. And, and I would love to have you back to talk more about, you know, easy 
and the developments. And I, there, I had so much on my list, you know, Bitcoin, NFTs, <laughs> and doing it. But I think we'll save that for another day. I think to wrap things up, I know that you guys are wrapping up your uh, on May 1st or April 30th, you're wrapping off kind of like your Genesis NFT project is called the OG. <laughs> uh, is there anything else besides, you know, what we talked about today that you kind of want to leave our audience with? Yeah, OG is the start. So our, our first 1111, 11, uh, 1111 got an easy key. And then the next, I don't know, let's call it 10,000, 11,000 people are OGs. And then we cut it off. And so that's mm. our first Genesis community that's going to, we call it unlock adventure in the future. So the real question is, okay, great, but what does that unlock? And that's the sort of, you know, either in-app experiences that'll be fun and unique to those uh, people who have those roles or those NFTs, or some contesting or some wins or some partner things that we're going to be unlocking as part of reward system. So more to come there. It also, by the way, OG and the, the original Easy Key give you a uh, XP boost. So we rolled out last week experience points or XP on Easy. So if you do different things on mm -hmm. Easy, you start to generate XP. And everyone's like, well, what can I use the XP for? But the point is, is right mm -hmm. now, if you have an OG role or you have the Easy Key role, you get a 5% boost on your XP generation. So that's kind of some fun things that we're doing around making your use of easy also have like a little bit of fun, a little bit of unexpected, mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, what's this gonna unlock for me in the future? We, we kind of think Web3 is an adventure and we wanna be part of that. It definitely is. And the more gaming mechanics, tokenomics in there, I think well, for this current audience <laughs> is the better, but you know, that yeah. might not be, you know, the outlook for the, for the future. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely uh, looking forward to getting my OG role. I uh, was poking around the, the site. It's definitely very, very Good. useful. Uh, yeah, and we love uh, collectors like myself or NFTs collectors out there. They love experiences. So yeah, we I look forward to you know all the benefits and uh, rewards that you guys are working on. Uh, thank you so much for being on. I'll definitely put all the links on for an easy your medium blog posts and, and whatnot um, so that everyone can find you and make sure that um, they get in on the this early adopter OG status. Awesome, Joe. It was really great to connect with you today. I love, uh, love talking to you and, you know, about the, what, what's happening with NFTs, what's happening with Easy, and hopefully, you know, your community is excited as we are about what's coming next. We are. We're, we're kind of waiting for you guys to lead the way, but <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Joe.